Hi everyone, before we start the show, I just want to let you know that we have updated our Patreon page. No, that's the wrong one. Hey everyone, before we start the show, we just want to let you know that we have started releasing the Call of Cthulhu scenario Amid the Ancient Trees to our Patreon, starring myself, Owen, Dave and Curran as players, and the scenario's writer, the amazing Matthew Sanderson as GM. So for just $5 a month, you get early access to this and all our Patreon-exclusive scenarios, as well as early access to all our episodes, and you help us keep releasing every week. So if that sounds good to you, please head over to patreon.com forward slash howwerollpodcast. Now... On with the show. Hello and welcome back to How We Roll Podcast, your number one source of D&D, Call of Cthulhu, other games and currently playing Curse of Strahd. If you listened to last week's episode, you will know exactly how much stuff has built up for this episode. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back right now and check it out because you do not want to jump into this week's episode without knowing exactly what happened last week. My name is Joe Trier and I am your GM and host tonight and let's do some very quick introductions before we jump right back into the story. So welcome back to the show, Dave. I'm playing Jax, the um, samurai tabaxi, and who is dazed, confused, and a little shell-shocked by everything that has happened to him since he ended up in this strange place called Barovia. That's fair. Welcome back to the show, Niall. I hope you're doing well. Um, And who are you playing tonight? Hey, I'm playing Voron Nalar, and I am, uh, you know, I... If you listen to the last episode, Voron's confused, and I'm currently, you know, all chummy hanging out with a ghoul. On a, I'm off on an adventure to find out the answers to the universe, I guess. Oh, yes. And we're going to pick up that very, very soon. It's going to be cool. Uh, welcome back <laughs> to the show, Aaron. Uh, how are you doing and who are you playing tonight? Yes. Uh, well, it's the same old um, same old boots of Sulfarex, the Dragonborn uh, Paladin, who I will be playing tonight. And, and last but by no, no means least, thank you again for joining us, Aram. Uh, how are you doing, and who are you playing tonight? I am doing great, and I am playing, as always, Grayson, who is a small cat with lots of attitude and also a warlock. Nice. Catitude. Catitude. Cat- cat- Tons of catitude. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So much happening last week's episode. Cat trips. I cast cat. Okay, that's too much. <laughs> catnips. Yep. Cat Sounds nips. like you've all been cat at nips. the catnip. Um, so much happened in last week's episode I'm not entirely sure where to start let's just run through it so very uh, Voron in the well possibly in the Durst Manor possibly the Death House has met a very strange ghoulish figure who's introduced himself as either the head of the Red Vistani or someone who ate the head of Vistani and therefore has named himself after him and has persuaded you to head down into the cadaverous basement through a, a basically a grinning maw of an entrance. I feel like I've gone from D&D to Call of Cthulhu where I am right now. Yeah, I kept kept waiting for uh, sanity rolls. <laughs> Squishy flashbacks. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, Sulvarax outside the, um, the broken church in the village of Barovia chatting to the very brother of Strad von Sarovich himself who has explained a whole load of things about the history of the valley and the history of, or at least his version of the history of um, 
Strahd himself and Tatiana and Irina. And I think we just left you as he handed you a glowing blade called the Sunsword. And he's given you directions of how to find it when you return back to Barovia. Meanwhile, back in Barovia itself, Jax and Grayson had front seat viewing as Strahd battled the undead abomination known as the Scion of the Lord of Flesh. It was not very much of a battle due to poor rolling on my part as the abomination and Strahd's overwhelming power. The mound of flesh was very much popped. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a balloon full of rotting flesh was very much sprayed across the, the ground. And Strahd uh, invited Jax and Grayson to join him for dinner, where he has mm-hmm. asked two things of them. He wishes to have his journal, the Tome of Strahd, returned to him from a hideous abomination known as Voronilar, and he wishes for Irina, the resurrected lost love to be returned to him alive or dead because he would like to resurrect her if she is dead and yeah that part was creepy that part was extra creepy well done she could be dead it's fine whatever i'll just raise her (laughs) (laughs) been around this block a few times well it's strad you gotta you gotta play out that stuff um but he's very reasonable at the same time because in return he will offer you anything yeah he did say anything he even asked what, what that anything want? was. He just did anything. I want to read like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while you uh, consider that wish, um, let us return to Voron as you head into the stinking cadaverous basement. Uh, cadaverous is just a terrifying word to describe a, a hole in the ground because mm. the ground is, you know, it's ground, not flesh. Well, I was about to say, it isn't. As you step forward into the Stygian darkness, the the stone disappears, and you don't find yourself in the basement of the death house, or at least not initially. The ground beneath your feet is moist, and when you touch the edges, or if you find yourself touching the edges, even if it's just the edge of your robe, it comes away red and dripping. I rolled a 30 on a sanity check. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> your ghoulish friend scampers on ahead almost like a, a puppy running forward and daft running back using his hands to help him balance and as his hands hit the ground they squelch and come up mm. spraying moisture in all directions there is an, an acrid meaty charnel smell to the air partly sweet and partly that sort of off chicken smell that I'm sure we've all probably far too familiar with and you found yourself your gorge rising deep in your throat the tunnel ends in a very familiar place no longer this ghoulish passageway of rotting flesh you find yourself entering a square room Smooth masonry lines the walls with stone pillars supporting the ceiling. In the centre of the room is a, a depression, circular, about 20 foot in diameter, leading down into a, a murky water-covered area in the middle of the room. Stairs descend into it, and there, on a dais, rising out of the water, is a child. A young girl, probably no more than twelve, 
shackled on this bloody altar. And behind her is a figure from Nightmare, a colossal, a nameless blasphemy with glaring red eyes, with a mold-caked body and half-hooved feet rising out of the murky blackness. In its claws, it holds something that may have been a man, a red, gory thing that it's chewing on as a like a child would nibble on a stick of candy. It's crouching over this altar, but it gives you the impression that at any moment it might drop its present prey and seek a juicier morsel out of the sacrifice laid before it. Or you yourself, as you enter this room and it looks up, its glaring red eyes staring directly at you. Your companion immediately drops to his knees and begins to give full obedience to this godlike creature who stands up as you enter, fully 30 foot tall. 30 feet tall. Ooh, wow. I kind of nudge the ghoul. What the fuck is this? What is. What's. It's, it's looking at it me? It is. And you hear a voice, but not from its mouth, projected directly into your thoughts. Voron, you have come at last. Oh, you have resisted my temptation. But you are here now. Oh, I am so pleased. Come forth and receive the power I can offer. Who? Who? What? What are? What are you? Me. <laughs> you know, I am the Lord, or will be the Lord of Barovia, with your help. Why, why do you want to be the Lord of Barovia? It's a nowhere place. It's it's the, the Lord of Strad. Why don't you take the lordship from him? Why? What's going? Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Strad is a weakling thing, controlled by the blood-drenched vampire who lives in the Amber Temple. But us, our ambition will be so much more. The power that I can give you, and the power that we will rule when you release me from the Amber Temple, will be so much. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not looking for power. I don't want to rule. Why did you bring? Like, where? Where am I now? Where are we? You are here with me. In the Amber Temple, deep within the catacombs, but with your help, you can release me. Come, take this sacrifice. Take your power. I'll walk forward into the pool, into the, up right in front of, the, I guess, the small child. Yeah. So she's, um, she's, she's just lying there, completely still. She just stares up at you. Her eyes glassy. You have eaten, haven't you? the flesh human flesh not of anything living that's where you've made your mistake for you to get the power that you need 
needs to be. I don't alive. want to be. I don't want to be a bat. And I point back to Balthazar. But if it's the only way that, if it's the only way to get out of here. And you look down, and you no longer look like Voron the Elf. You have returned to Voron the Ghoul, and you feel mm. the hunger stirring deep in your stomach. I put my hand on the child's arm, and I cast Polymorph and turn her into a mouse, into my pocket, and I misty step back to where I was and start running the fuck away. <laughs> okay, so um, let's uh, change the camera over to Sylvarax. So Sylvarax, you stand uh, before Sergei. He has just handed you the sun sword. Around you, the mists have collapsed and you stand in an area no more than 10 foot in diameter. And you can see that Sergei himself looks barely there, almost transparent. But he is smiling. What must I do now? We do not have much time. You need to get the sun sword. The real sun sword, not just that. You need to find Irina. For me. We need to be returned. Every century she is torn from me. And returned to Barovia. Where she is offered to Strahd like a, like a sacrifice. But when she dies, as she always does, she returns to me, and we have a century of peace. But she is dead now, but I know not where she is. Her spirit is not returned, and I don't know where she could be. Please, find her spirit, and bring it to the pool at the broken temple the base of the hill in Kresk and you will find me there other than that I can only wish you good luck find the sun sword find Irina and defeat Strahd if it will bring peace to this land and free its occupants of Strahd's cruel rule then this is what I shall do. And he kind of like nods to him like stoically and, and uh, shows him that yeah, th this this is what I'm gonna look to do now. Good luck, Silvarex, and Godspeed. And with that he fades, and the mist descends on you like a clap, and your eyes open and you find yourself lying in a carriage outside the death house. But in your hand is the sun sword. You, you, you. <laughs> so let's, let's change the camera once again. To... You know if Grayson was there, he'd be like... No, as soon as I just picture like as soon as you start it up, it's like zzz, and like a moth just flies directly into it. <laughs> so let us let us return the camera back to Jax and Grayson sitting before Strad. 
what what would you take as your reward? Well, you said anything, yes. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Correct? I can always tell you later. If it's anything. Grayson, I find you amusing, but I have a limit to my patience. <laughs> Jax is very, very obviously picking up his wine glass, pinky extended, and just taking a long sip, waiting to see just how far Grayson can push this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish to leave. Should I bring you what you want? I wish to leave. That can be arranged. Excellent. Then we have a deal. And I'll bat some food into my mouth. <laughs> I'm just like laying on the table. I'm not in a chair. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just laying at a table, just clawing food off a plate onto the table, a cloth, and then up off the table. I quite like the idea that every now and again he like sort of flicks his finger and another mouse just comes running across the table and just jumps <laughs> into your mouth. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, service here is fantastic. But Grayson, I can do you one more than that. Yes? I can give you the red fustani. Oh, I would I like that. Yes. Okay. So I can have them, kill them, yes? And then leave. You do what I asked for. I will give you the red Vistani, alive or dead, to do with as you wish. You... And then you may leave the mists. You have a deal. I shall bring you these things that you need. Up to your castle, I imagine. Let's bring them on by. Pop on by. He very formally stands up and offers you his hand. Oh, I offer. I, I said I walk to the edge of the table and give him my paw. And he very, very seriously and solemnly shakes your hand and you hear from the sky above the crash of thunder. So it's official then. <laughs> and Sir Jax, what do you wish of me? I wish only to serve you, my lord. I take it then that you are immortal? What do you mean? But you do not die. No, I do not die. I have lived here in Barovia for almost a thousand years. And in a thousand years' time, I will still be here. Unless the curse be broken. This valley is no normal valley. Many, many centuries ago, before even I came here, a group of wizards built an arcane prison high up in the mountains, and he points to the south, and there they trapped the vestiges, dark beings gods, if you will, that they had defeated but could not destroy. And there they are, in the catacombs, writhing in their tombs of amber. And they are trapped here. But their prison has broken open. And it grabbed onto me, my dying body, as I was flung from there castle Ravenloft spire by my brother into the river and they offered me a deal they offered me life in return for this twisted existence which I live now had I known that this agreement would trap me and every one of my loyal subjects in 
this valley full eternally I never would have agreed. But they made a mistake. Every hundred years I am given a chance. One tiny chance to break the curse. If my Tatiana is returned to me before her spirit is taken back to the Amber Temple, then the mists will part and all of us will be free. I'm hearing all this as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. Do you try every time? Every time. Did you try the first time? Like, did you know what was happening the first time so you tried and then every, so, uh, every time after that you tried again? Every single time you tried, right? What are you getting at, Cap? Here's my question. What if, just what if, the trying was the part that made it not work? Go on. <laughs> if you've tried every single time, and every single time this curse has not let you free, maybe it's because you're trying. Maybe it's because you're putting so much effort into it, the curse knows very well what you want. And because you want so much to be free, it's keeping you here. What if one time you didn't try quite so hard? He stares at you, and his eyes glint red for a moment. He takes a sip of wine, then looks down and goes, No, you return her to me, and we break the curse. Your wish is my command, my lord. And Jax, you must take something. People do not work for three for free. If the curse is broken and the mists part, well, other than that, wealth is always welcome. I can make you richer than your wildest dreams. However, your freedom and that of Grayson here does not rely on the curse being broken. I myself can free people from the mist. But I will only do so if you do this great thing for me. If Irina Tatiana is returned to me and the curse is not broken, as you say, Grayson, you will have still done your job. I will still free you and make you rich if that's what you wish, Jax. Anything. Sounds fair. Indeed, my lord. And he stands up again and very solemnly offers his hand towards you, Jax. Ah, shit. <clears throat> I shake it. Perhaps somewhat and timidly. A crash of thunder. <laughs> And um, I think we are going to return the camera. Unless, do you want to say something, Aaron? Yeah, dude, Aaron. just before, so they shake their hands, and their hands drop once. And just as they're rising up, my little <laughs> paw comes in, and I'm like, and go team! No, 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 okay. Never when mind. When Grayson was talking to Strad there, I was just thinking of, um, like, what if you didn't try? And I was thinking, like, what is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? <laughs> is that an African swallow or a European swallow? I don't know. Wow! <laughs> I just wanted to introduce a few ideas into Strahd's mind. That's all. <laughs> so, well, though, this is very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how this proceeds um, now. I love the fact that we have technically put the party at odds with each other. Yeah. <laughs> As if splitting it wasn't bad enough. 
And like Grayson, like if we were playing a lineman, I'm assuming like Grayson would be like neutral evil. <laughs> like, yeah, I think neutral evil is well. I mean, it's a cat, right? So it's got to be a little. I mean, not Kedek. I think Kedek neutral. I think because mm. Grayson isn't in inherently evil. She's just a cat, so she appears evil. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just kind of goes hand in hand, right? But I, I think Kedek neutral. Because I always, I mean, I, I wouldn't have said my cats are particularly chaotic. Right. Um, They're just evil. Really? Like, <laughs> all, all, I see what you're saying. Everything seems very planned. Right. I mean, it's all a bit. They all have patterns and they all have things. <laughs> there's like, there's I not will... like a calculated evil, is there? No, it's true. It's like if, if they will always knock the pins off the counter, always, without question, then it is kind of lawful, I suppose. They but have they do a live code. by their own twisted rules. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, that's good. That makes, that makes cats so much scarier. Um, so, I mean, Strahd's alignment, if we were playing alignment, is lawfully evil. Yeah, I guess you want, I think Grayson would be lawfully evilish. Evilish. <laughs> evil, lawfully. Lawful neutral. If there was like a bridge between lawful neutral and lawful evil, lawful, like, like lawful asshole. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what Grayson is. You know? Things, that's my, why I yeah. never play lawful good. Is like, uh, To me, that just screams asshole. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Well, let's let, let's move the camera over because we've got a we've got a finale to, to deal with. So, uh, Voron has literally just leapt away from the the god of the ghouls, the the terrible visage before him, and immediately as you jump back into this this tunnel, this tunnel of flesh, it it begins to become slippery. Like the steps that you were standing on almost complete to sort of suck into the ground. Um, mm. And the creature cool. behind you stands up and begins to crawl towards you up this tunnel as you're sort of crawling ahead of it. Um, as you put your hands down into the flesh to get your balance, they almost sink up to the wrists in this um, putrescent. It's almost like uh, intestine that you're crawling through. Okay, is 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 it closing in or can I still run? <laughs> Shoot the ground with your blaster. Well, so you're, you're yeah, I, was gonna, I was like, grease won't do me as much help. Clearly, this thing can move through here. So this thing is huge. Like its literal like torso is as wide as the tunnel. So its head yeah. is behind you. Like it's probably like twenty feet behind, and it's crawling up. Its 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 gigantic clawed hands are, are, are crawling up behind you, um, and you find yourself slipping against the, uh, the, the the floor. So I need you to give me either athletics or acrobatics roll as you as you clamber mm. out of this blood-filled intestinal tunnel. I am going to use d20 because turns out my real dice fucking hate me. Let's see if d20 still hates me. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so what did you get total? What would I have actually rolled? <laughs> Fuck me. An 18. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 7. Do you have any modifier? Plus 2 to acrobatics. Okay, so this creature didn't do too much very well to 10, but it gets a plus 5 modifier. In fact, it probably has way more than that. So it's it's really gaining. It reaches forward one grasping hand and grabs onto your ankle. 19 to hit. Mm, I'm going to use a reaction to cast. Nope, you know what? I won't because that doesn't make any difference. Uh, yeah, he hits me. Okay, he grabs onto you and begins dragging you towards him. If you will not join me, then you will join me by being eaten. And you find yourself sliding towards this creature. Can I use Misty Step to just 
bamf out of his foot, his grip, grip and just go ahead. Uh, do you have any Misty Step spells left? I do. I have um, one more, which is the one that I will use right now. Um, uh, so, what's the range of Misty Step? Uh, teleportation 30 of 30 feet. Okay, so you're still within the tunnel, but you are out of its grasp, and it roars with anger to see its hunger as uh, not being sated, and begins to clamber at twice the speed towards you. Can you give me another acrobatics or athletics check as you, mm. as you desperately claw your way up this slippery tunnel? Should I use d20 or my dice? I don't know. I don't think either like me. You can All use right. roll. Up to you. 17. 17 is good enough and you oh. launch yourself forward and there's like uh some you, you notice there's like these these cilia these like sort of waving sort of hair-like protuberances poking out of the the almost intestinal wall and you grasp onto a handful of these squirming tendrils and thrust yourself forward and then reach your hand into the flesh and pull yourself forward again the creature oh. is zooming behind you let's see how it does yeah, it's moving at speed, um, and it's gaining on you. Um, what do you do? Am I out? You're like ten feet away from the end. Oh, motherfucker. Um, I want to cast Fireball back at it. Nice. Okay, so within the confines of the tunnel, it'll get it'll roll with disadvantage. Cool. So okay. uh, it's going to make a deck save of... Uh, oh, fuck. Okay, so it has a plus six. It doesn't six, matter, so it's 17. natural 20. <laughs> oh, but it rolls with disadvantage. It does, so it got, it got a 17 and a 20. Oh, fuck, 17 and a 26. Oh, it's deck save is 15. Ugh. Okay, so it takes half damage, so uh, uh, that'll be 46. And for the rest of my move, I will continue to climb out of the hole. Nice, okay. It takes 13 damage. Okay, as you reach the the end of the hole and burst out into the or well, as as you approach the end of the hole, you see a figure standing before you, blocking your exit. To your horror, and then to your relief, you realise it is Solvarax. Am I back in my elf form since I ran away? You are, yeah. Awesome. And in his hand is a glowing magical weapon. Its blade of formed out of pure radiance. And let's let's just give you some rules. So first of all, um, Silvorax, this gives you a plus two to hit and damage, and then it has some other things as well. Oh damn! Um, plus two. If you push up on it, it'll blink on and off to alert other other <laughs> drivers that you've pulled over. <laughs> And then it's got a flashlight on the bottom. Right. Um, ha- what sort of state am I in? Um, you're at full hit points. And um, with everything returned to you. Full hit points, full spells. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking... So, so, so Eric, run! <laughs> run! And I'm like running out of the hole. Get the fuck out of here! I'm inclined to do the opposite. And you feel um, from within the blade agreement. You don't feel that you fully attuned with this weapon, so you can't hear it, you can't communicate with it, but it is definitely trying to communicate with you, and it agrees with that choice. What, agrees with me? Or agrees with Voron? Agrees with you. Okay. So, 
I'm I've, I've still got my shield on my back. I'm using this thing with two hands. And I sprint, start sprinting, and Voron, I suppose, is looking around to make sure he's behind him, but then stops to look in horror as I'm sprinting towards the monstrosity. Well, as, as Voron leaps past you, this creature pulls himself out and his torso comes out of this, this hole in the ground, his enormous arms on either side, his cadaverous head looking down at you, but his legs still trapped within the tunnel below, and it sweeps its arm down. Um, let's roll for initiative, guys. Mm, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Initiative. Okay, what do I got? Plus two. Uh, I didn't have 12. anything for initiative, so... I got a 12. Um, oh, minus 2. That's not yeah. good dexterity. <laughs> I go I, first. I roll a 2. As, like, I run past Silverix, and I see that he just stands there and, like, shakes his head, maybe. He's like, no. <laughs> I see this, and I'm like, fuck. So I turn around, and um, I cast Haste on Silverix. Nice. So how does that look off or how do, what does he feel? So I kind of um just uh, I think yeah, so I take I take just like something out of a little pouch as a piece of licorice and I crumple up my hand and I like fling my hands towards him with my fingers out outspread and like a dust sprays towards Silvarix while I like mutter the incantation under my breath. And um he kinda of, he has a shimmering glow almost around him now, um where like whenever he moves, he almost looks kind of blurred because he just seems to be moving faster than your eye can actually follow. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, so, Aaron, for the next, uh, I have a concentration spell on for the next minute. Uh, until the spell ends, you gain um, your speed is doubled. You have a plus two to AC, uh, nice. and you advantage on dexterity and saving throws, and you gain an, an additional action on each of your turns which means that you can do another um, attack action or you can do a dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. So oh, you're nice. you're fucking OP right now. I'm, I'm like <laughs> one punch man when he's doing the super sidestep move, aren't I? What are you? No, no, he's, no, he's like one punch man when he uses his serious punch. Yeah. <laughs> nice, okay. Um, so the creature swipes his mighty arm down towards you. Um, and it crashes into you. Uh, let's see if he can roll to hit. So, 8 plus 11 is a 19 to hit um, so far. Uh, if my AC's been increased by 2, then that puts me at... Oh, shit, yes. He's so hasted, baby. <laughs> puts me at 21 AC. So this, this hand crashes into the ground, and you're just not there. It's like there's just a blur of movement, and it Nani? rips out the title. <laughs> Nani! <laughs> no, I won't do it, because I can't actually say anything. I can only do sounds. <laughs> or like, or, or, the la uh, or, or in Star Wars, uh, The Last Je Jedi, when like all the things are shooting Luke, and then he's just standing there afterwards. Like, nothing Love happened. <laughs> well, it has a second attack. Let's see how it does. So he gets a... Oh, this will be better so 12 um, plus nine, plus 11 so that's a 23 to hit that would hit okay so this does a shit ton of damage um, so this is hang on 6d6 plus 7 damage Fuck. watch all 6s now 
His rolls come back because he's actually a factual player character. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, 28 points of damage. That's not too bad. Uh, it's not the worst. Uh, okay, it's your go, Silvarex. Okay. So, I'm going to run forward and dive onto him with both hands using my sword and using it so the blade's at the bottom I just bury this thing into him okay so like this just cuts into him like a knife through butter Um, this is he is very clearly vulnerable to radiant damage so all your damage you do you double Right, so I'm going to, I'm going to, as I've dived down onto him, burying the sword up to its hilt in the monster's head. Um, well, roll for damage. Roll that, to hit first. You yeah, might yeah, not yeah, yeah. hit. Okay. Um, so what is it? It is to hit plus eight. Okay. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I roll an eleven. So your first strike, like, it it begins to cut into his wait, flesh. Wait, 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 wait. Do I get um, plus two? Uh, no, you just get plus bo- uh, plus two bonus to AC. Oh, plus two on your actual um, sword. You get, you get plus two plus to hit from sword. your sword. So the 13 that, but... isn't enough to hit as well. So as the blade ah, okay. descends down towards his arm, his flesh begins to blacken. He screams and flings his arm out, knocking you aside. Um, but you've got another attack if you're doing a full attack action. Yep, I'll uh, I'll attack again. 26 that time to hit. 26, actually 28 because you get another plus oh, two. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So 28. So as he plus flings me aside, fucking Christ. I I use my claws and my feet and hands to like dig into the dirt and stop myself going backwards, and then I pounce at him again. Okay, are you smiting? I will smite. Yes. I will use um, D uh, second tier spell. Hang on. Okay, so that adds on a th- it adds on three d eight if you're doing so. Three d eight plus three. Okay, and because this plus is undead, the sun sword does another d eight damage. That's four d eight. Holy shit! So, and is your longsword d eight as well? Yes. So that's so five d eight. Five d eight plus three. Are plus you another long sword or plus another it? two because of your the sun oh, yeah. sword thing. So it's five d eight plus five plus uh, because I'm using the sword two handed instead of one handed. It's a d ten. So then, so it's four d eight plus five plus one d ten. Four d eight plus five plus one d ten. Oh shit! Yeah, that's uh, thirty. Seven points of damage. Is okay, that? and then double it because it's it's vulnerable to radiant Oof. damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that yep. takes you up to seventy-four damage. Yeah. And then because you're hasted, you have another two attacks. So seventy-four damage. So he instantly takes that damage. So as I leap, um, I drive the sword downwards, uh, slashing him across his chest, and then. 
and his chest literally peels back as the flesh isn't just burnt away, but it begins to disintegrate under the holy fire of your sword, leaving an immense gash, revealing this emptiness within it, this just pure blackness which begins to roil out of it, pouring across the ground. This isn't liquid blood, it's almost like smoke or gas or some dark spirit which is being thrust out of its body. And yeah, haste allows you to do another full attack action. So you've got two more attacks. Okay, so I will do that again. So roll to hit is a 14, 15, 16. 16 is just on the money. Oof. Okay, so that, that's now, now I know where to aim for. Okay, so another 48. Control chance. <laughs> so another 48 plus 5 plus D10. The 8 plus 5. And plus ten. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a plus. Is it two? Uh, no, oh that's no, we've included. we've included that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's thirty-four damage, which you double up to sixty-eight. Yeah. Um, so that's another sixty-eight damage on top of the seventy-four. So that's one hundred and forty-two damage. So as and you have another final attack as I bring does the additional. Does does the additional action count as both attacks again, or an attack each- action? So the two attacks, which things like fighters and paladins have, is that part their attack action? Okay, so can, okay, cool. I just I, I'm not trying to. I will I will I'm just, just Google just, haste and fighters and things at another time. But for now, we're going to roll. For with now, that, we'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Something going in our favor for once. I'm okay with that. <laughs> as I slash the sword down in a horizontal pattern, my hips and legs swivel to the side. And my arms change, and I bring it up in a horizontal pattern again across the same area that I've just slashed. And for my final attack, I'm going to bring it horizontally across his neck. Okay. Um, so roll to hit. Uh, that'll be. And I roll that'll a 24. <laughs> I think that'll Plus hit. Two. 26 to hit. Okay. Uh, let's see what your finishing damage is. Ooh, not such good, but 19. Plus the D10 as well. Plus the D10 is 6. And then double that. So 50 more. Um, Yeah, about... I'm not going to work it out exactly, but yeah, it's about 50. Well, funnily enough, 192 damage is enough to finish (laughs) off this creature who disappears with a scream. And suddenly the whole world just cracks. And for a moment, you are surrounded with this, like, roiling blackness that poured out with it. And you found yourself falling through a void down and down and down until suddenly there's kind of like a flash of light and you're back in your bodies. And Voron, this is your actual body. You are now fully alive. You are returned completely to a high elf. You are no longer cursed with being an undead and you have freed yourself both of you from your ancestors taint holy um, shit you are no longer linked to the amber temple do you know I Grayson has not list- known you as anything but no, undead no exactly Bro, I've never actually gonna, known you as an elf I'm gonna I edit my the- character sheet to take away the plus two con that I had yeah. and make myself 
insanely weaker. Right. <laughs> I I wish the podcast could have seen Niall's face at that point. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid at Christmas. All right, I'm back. I'm gone from like 57 to 44 hit points, but I'm okay because I'm I can actually eat and taste things now. Yeah. And as you as you Ooh. stagger to your feet, both disorientated, you you look at each other across this blackened clearing, and you share a moment, and both of you hear the voice in your heads of Sergei von Zarevich saying, "Run, Strad is close. Get out. Get out. Get out." And then he's gone. And then I think that is where we're going to leave uh, this episode. <laughs> Fuck. Ooh. Yep. So thank you so much for playing. That was awesome. And thank you everyone at home for listening. I hope you've enjoyed how we've managed to weave all these threads together. Uh, my name is Joe Tritt. You can get in contact with me at any time um, at HWR Podcast on Twitter. And it really is any time because it makes my phone buzz. <laughs> yeah, I bet your wife yep. loves that. She really does. I turn it off at night. Um, uh, you can also find me on the podcast Discord. There's a link to that in the show notes. There's a podcast Facebook page, which I check regularly. And we also have a podcast Reddit, which I am now checking regularly because there's been all sorts of action on there recently. Um, you can also contact the podcast at howwerollpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Niall, that was a, a fantastic <laughs> result for Voron. How can people get in touch with you? Um, you can get me on uh, Twitter now. I Actually, the one I gave in the last game was incorrect because uh, it wouldn't let a hyphen be in my name. So it's a HWR Podcast Niall, all one word. Uh, Niall spelled N-I-A-L-L. So you can uh, tweet me and I will nice. figure out how to tweet you back eventually. <laughs> um, or if you message me on the Discord at uh, Niall on the Discord, you'll find me and I will, uh, I'll be there to talk. If you know, you know what I'll do. Curious. I'll do like one of those FF Friday things, and I'll tag in all the How We Roll cast just so that you're kind of like current cool. up to. Because I know Aaron, you've changed yours and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do I'm, that. I'm, I must admit, I miss Grunty Baby, the most disturbing <laughs> Twitter handle I've ever. <laughs> dealt I mean, with Niall, if you want, you can still call me that. I'm not taking that away from you. Oh, thank you, Aaron. You're spoiling me. <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, thank you again for playing. That was an absolute blast. Uh, that was an incredible amount of damage to be doing. 192 in one round. That might be a that record. That was probably my new record. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. That's before, the highest but... damage done in a round in, in our game, I think. It's got to be That's close. Amazing. So how, how can people get in touch with you? I think you want to share. Absolutely. I, I think I'm definitely going to go for that sword as my first port of call now. Well, um, yeah, you've got to find it first. <laughs> I'll find it. Don't you worry. I'll find yeah, it. You, you, you know how it works now. You're like, I want it. I want it now. <laughs> you, you can't give me new toys to play with and snatch you away from me like that. It's oh, not but it's, fair. It's well guarded as well. Yeah. You don't expect that to be turning up easily. I have unfortunately read that part of the book. Um, yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, so you can go ahead and find me on the Twitters. That's HWR Aaron. And uh, I'm over there right now. You can go follow me, come see what I do, what I don't do, etc. And you can also go ahead and find me on the uh, How We Roll Discord. If you at Aaron, I will see any messages or posts you put my way. Amazing. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, Dave, uh, anything going on? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, the other way you can get in touch with me is to join our Discord. I exclusively lurk there. Not much of an online person, but uh, yeah, there's a good group of people there and I enjoy chatting with everyone. 
It is the sole way to get in touch with them. No letters. There is no door to his house. Only Discord. Yeah, and I, none I, I live in a in a in a nuclear bunker. Right. The location of which will not be disclosed. Right. It only allows the internet out for Discord and nothing else. <laughs> It's a, it's a, a thank you, Rob, for joining us. Twitter is blowing up with your recent post about Grayson. <laughs> it's perfect. Lawful asshole. That is what Grayson is. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you and anything you'd like to share? Yeah, you can find everything I do on Twitter at Vartian. I post everything there. I run two D&D podcasts called Godfall and Rise of the Demigods. And I'm currently on a uh, Star Trek show on Encounter Roleplay called Star Trek Initiative. And I play a Cardassian cowboy who was raised in Montana, and I enjoy him quite a lot. I mean, that group looks awesome. Is it on? Is it like a Vodoran thing I can check out? Yeah, so they're going to be, it's a, a twitch.tv slash encounter roleplay. Everything's there. So all the videos are there, and you can just watch them on demand. They're also going to put them up on their YouTube as well. Nice. Oh, well, the, the encounter roleplay great people group are absolutely fantastic they're so a lot of fun and the art out. is great like uh pixel justice drew all of our characters as little headshots and our uniforms oh, no and way. i have a little cowboy hat I've, it's perfect <laughs> that's amazing well that is all from us and we'll be back very soon with the next exciting episode in fact this is the end of season three and we'll be starting season four very very soon i feel like season two just started like a week ago <laughs> right <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the season three finale. If you'd like to hear more of what we do, you can find our Call of Cthulhu one-shots and our Call of Cthulhu campaign on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you can find podcasts. Next week, we'll be returning to Two-Headed Serpent, and the next Dungeons & Dragons episode will be out in two weeks. But if you can't wait that long, and you want to hear the next episodes right now, you can find them at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. And for $5 a month, you get early access, and you get access to our Patreon exclusives, including including our brand new Patreon exclusive Amid the Ancient Trees, GM'd by the writer himself, Matthew Sanderson. So please, please do check that out. Before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to all our Patreons who really, really keep us going and welcome our newest Patreons, James Vaughan, Ethan Doherty, Patrick Garrett-Pavesi, Lethal Deli Meats, Grant McCarran, Curtis Dozer and Jonathan Seymour. Thank you all so, so much. Um, we also want to say a huge thank you to BattleBards, who provided many of the sound effects and music you've heard in the show, and we definitely recommend you checking them out at BattleBards.com. And lastly, our partners over at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms have a gold chess code just for how we roll listeners. All you need to do is enter the game and enter this code. J-A-P-S-K-A-D-E-T-A-N-A. That is all from us, and we'll be back next week. Take care. <laughs>